0: Uh, get this ball rolling. Um, let's open up in a word of prayer. I'm going to ask someone to pray. Kurt, would you mind leading us this morning? Just open it up in some prayers.
1: Heavenly Father, in a special way, would you show your love to us, to each and every one of us, in the way that you know we need to show your love? Father, give us the faith to know that you are God Almighty, that you have settled, and specific needs. And then, Heavenly Father, for the work that is being done right here at Grace Way. I'm so grateful that we've
0: been able to just minister to one another during this time. You know, because sometimes when we come to church, there's this facade, right? Mm-hmm. We have to present our best on Sundays. You know, we wear our, our certain Sunday outfit. You know, I like to wear blue gloves. But, you know, we, we, we want to present something that we believe we have to be. That we need to be this exterior service <laughs> But once you start picking at it and the walls start to crumble, you find that our strength is not in this facade. Our strength is in our weakness. And it is in our weakness that God is strong because we see the healing transformational power of Jesus Christ. And through that, we are united through weaknesses, not through strengths. It doesn't make sense, but that's what the kingdom of God is. All about. It. Did anyone last, last morning? Okay. Yep. So this
2: morning there's a common thread, I think, and a heaviness in this room, yeah. and I feel like um, some 34 5 months to mind He says, "The Lord redeems His servants, and no one who, th- who seeks, sorry, who seeks refuge in Him will be condemned." And I feel like right now we're. All Longer part of who we are, because that is not a true to the Spirit. Shame is not something that comes from the Lord, because He does not shame us. And this morning, I'm hearing it over and over again: shame. There's a lot of things that have been spoken this morning, but we have to remember that as we stand before Him, regardless of what's happened, our faces are radiant before Him, because in His presence, the light. are no longer called to darkness we are no longer called to shame because that's not who we are so i just wanted to share that and kind of speak it over our congregation this morning because it's it's throughout it's not just in one place and it's not just with one of us so we just need to be encouraged because the lord is doing a great thing the lord is doing a new thing and in that new thing we rejoice and there's another scripture i was reading this morning in Isaiah it says comfort, comfort those who cry out with no words comfort and like it was in Isaiah as I was like, hearing everything this morning, and I just want to comfort and I just want to pray that general like comfort over us because I feel like as God is ransom, redeeming, restoring and giving us refuge we need to question to that yeah. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Sure. Um, first of all I want to say um, I am grateful to, for the humility that's in this humility to be able to acknowledge who our Lord is and be able to not have to feel like we have this facade, like we can actually just say, yeah. and I see God right now. Yeah. He's summer. Right? Yeah. Because you don't see that often. We see that a lot right here, right now. But when you walk out these doors of the world, it's just this facade that we're just carrying around. Yeah. But all of us have that stuff that's been beneath the veneer. And we gotta be that's one thing that it's about walking in faith is Ripping the veneer off and just being, this is who I am. And I can still walk in confidence because it's Christ who gives me confidence, not my own self. One of the verses that came to mind this morning and people we were sharing is Psalm 46. I think it's verse 1. It says, God is our refuge and strength. This is why our weakness unites us because it gives us, it reminds us, our strength all comes from the same source. That's Jesus Christ crucified. God is our refuge and strength, our ever-present help in time of need, trouble. He is the one that we run to. He's the one we come to. And I thank God for the truth of his word. And this is this is another reason why it's so valuable to share these things. Because sometimes the ideas that we get in our mind when we're in trouble, the voice of the enemy becomes louder. We're in trouble. We feel threatened. And so the voices that come, that's not from the Spirit of God. That is not from our ever-present help in the time of need. And so when we share out what we're thinking and feeling, now that gives the body a chance to speak truth to that. Matilda, you are not being punished, because the Bible says that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. God punished His own Son, so you wouldn't have to receive that punishment. That's what forgiveness is, and you're walking in freedom. Now there's some things to navigate through, and when we release those situations of humility, say, God, I don't know what the heck's going on here, but I just give it to you. Now you reach a very special place where God can enter into that space and take what the enemy intended to use for destruction to destroy us, because that is his aim and his goal. When we take that and say, God, help. God rushes into that place and redeems it and uses it for your own good. To strengthen you, to bring blessing. And I think Adam mentioned this already in Psalm 23. Psalm 23, 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Your rod and your staff. Yeah, sometimes it pinches a little bit, but they comfort me. Psalm 23. He is with us in all of these spaces and in all these places. And so, even though there may be a weight that we come to him sometimes with, we can take that weight and we don't say, God, look at me, you no. Know, we say, take this off and lay it at his feet. And
4: we walk with the lightness now because we walk by the power of the Holy Spirit. Not our
3: own anymore. I'm not going to say I walk by faith and then just let this weight stick on me like a heart. I'm going to rip this thing off and say, God, this doesn't belong to me because you gave me your spirit. His spirit is freedom. liberation. And this gives us reason to praise and to lean into him. Like Becca was saying all the more, lean into him. Because when he highlights this, that means there's something stirring in our spirit. And when there's something stirring in our spirit, what do we do with that? Lean into the Lord. What are you trying to show me? What can you do with this? Show me what miracle you can create when I put this in your hands and take it out of my own. So let's just take a few minutes And come before the Lord and and give him all of these things. And just worship him for who he is. And let him lead our worship this morning. Thank you, Father, for this holy moment. Thank you, Father, for the access to you to take to this world that would seek to weigh us down and quickly throw the might at your feet. Thank you for the access that you've given us to yourself to make any time, any place, a holy moment by acknowledging who you are, declaring that with our lips and keeping you on the throne of our hearts. You alone are God. We worship you. With all that we are, we worship you. Thank you for taking the punishment that was rightfully ours upon your own self to shield us and save us for eternal separation and eternal condemnation that was rightfully deserved until you stepped in the way of it and took it upon your own body. We acknowledge you, Jesus. We don't have much to give, but we have our own selves. We have the breath in our lungs, and so we give you that. Fill us, Lord. Continue to fill us with your very spirit. Animate us use us, Lord, that we might shine your light of truth, your message of hope and salvation for all those around us, God. Keep us sharp and as we engage in your word, Lord, may your word form and shape us, God, in your image. Redeeming us as image bearers of the one true God. I thank you, Lord, that we are crucified in Christ, our life is now in you, and we can walk in this freedom. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Amen. I, I just want to, um, that is good. I just want to say a couple words, and then we're going to do commissioning of some of our new leaders that are going to be raised up. Oh, um, there, yes, uh, Kristen has a lesson for the kids, so, oh, Heather, Heather has a lesson, so the kids are just messing with Ms. Heather. Work in different areas around the world. He's kind of focusing on Zambia right now, and he was over there recently, and he was working with some pastors. And there was there was a man who came up to him. He's like leader of the church, and uh, you know, loves the Lord, but con- kind of confused. And he said, you know, what, I, I just don't get it. He's like, he's like, is the Jesus serve in America, the same Jesus that we serve here in Zambia? He's like, of well, course, it's the same Jesus, man. One, one true God. He's like, well, it just seems like the Jesus in America takes care of you guys so much better than he takes care of us here. Yeah. And there's a reason why he would say this is a Christian leader in the church. And there's a reason why those kinds of questions, legitimate questions would come up because of one um, lack of training, sometimes lack of resources, not even having access to Bible to be to read the scripture for yourself, um, and even with modern technology, the exposure that they have to the church in America is, you know, the well-known like the Joel Osteen's or the TD Jakes you know, that walk in the three-piece suits and they see them in their congregation on, you know, deck to the nines and everything. So this is their impression of, this, that's America. But when they don't have the word of God for themselves, how would they know any different? They say, now wait a minute, we're starting the same God. Maybe we don't deserve the same thing that we deserve, or is it just a different Jesus? And it just, to me, it just highlights how crucial it absolutely is to be in the Word of God because that is our source. And one thing I'm really grateful of, that exercise that we did last week to say, hey, what is really the most crucial thing in our walk with Jesus? And it's still here. We didn't erase it yet. The the most important thing we said was relationship with Jesus, first of all, square one. But as a church, what we said, the second most important thing is engaging the Word of God. We have to be people of the Word of God. We can't just pick it up once in a while and then just kind of like let us we have to engage it. It has to be our life. Because even when the things all around us or even within us present ideas that are really opposed to the word of God, if we're not engaged in the word and we don't know the word, then we'll just eat those ideas, false ideas right up. We have to be people of the word so that we can speak truth to every situation. And whenever there's there's some truth, they're kind of just, with a little twist on it, man, that can be manipulative. We can fall for that so quickly and so easily. We have to be people engaged in the word. And this is one of the things that we're trying to do as a church, saying this is like priority one. We have to be in the word, and we have to be a people of the word. In other words, a community of the word so that we don't fall prey to these false ideas. We're focusing on the core. And, and the world is so
4: desperate for the truth right now. And this is, this is one of the primary things that is driving us as a church to say, hey, we have
3: the word. We have the word. We can strengthen one another. We can refine one another. We have what the world needs. But are we going to just wait or expect them to walk through the doors? or try to bait them in with some kind of attractional methods, marketing methods. No, we're saying we have the word. We have the truth that the world needs. We have the hope, the one true hope. We're not going to wait for them to come looking for us. That's not what Jesus did. He came into the world because God loved us so much. He sent his son. And so as a community of God, as a people of the word, we need to take this We need to carry it out to the heavy places, to the dark places that need it so desperately. And this is part of the, really, motivation for why we're doing this whole idea of mobile churches, getting back into (coughs) homes and coffee shops and around the community. We're trying to invade this. You know, it's the parables in Matthew 11, with the the word of God is like, the, the kingdom of heaven is like the yeast that is mixed into the dough. We're trying to get this thing mixed in not going to let it sit in the package next to the dough, but we've got to sprinkle it in. And so this, this is our focus, and this is our reasoning behind this. We can't just sit back and let things happen. John, some of our readings this week—well, yeah, we won't get into it because we're short on time. But some of our readings this week highlighted John 20, Matthew 28. Jesus is commissioned. He says, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. That's us. We are a sent people. The word says that we are a called out people. In Ecclesia. we are a called out people. But not just called out to kind of sit on a fannies. It's like we're called out to be sent out. Equipped and sent out. We carry this message with us. And so this is, this is huge. This is what we feel like is, is our mission. This is what we've been talking about for years. What does the Lord want with this place? What does he want with us as a people? And the resounding phrase is ascending place. Ascending place. Nurture up, equip, strengthen, and send commission. Jesus sent us. And so just having that mentality, even if we're sent from this place to our workplace, live as being sent there. Some people are called to Zambia. Some people are called to Middletown, Rhode Island. But no matter where you're called, you're sent there. Because this is not our eternal home. You know, it says that we are our citizenship is in an, another place. So we're here as foreigners, not citizens. We are non-citizens in this place. So we live that way. We live as, as being sent. So in that vein, uh, there are three, right, family groups that are going to be starting out this mobile church effort uh, in the next couple weeks, because next week is the Love Feast, Um, yes, that's right, next week is the Love Feast, if you haven't registered for that just to let us know, you're going to be here, please let us know, so we will have plenty of food for everybody, it's also a space to be invited to, friends and neighbors, yes, it will be a potluck, so we'll talk more about it. But um, I would like to call forth those three um, family units. So it's the Taylors, the Alves, and uh, Laurel and my dad are doing it. Bert's going to be here in their stead because he's going to host that at his house. Yeah, He's he's part of it. Oh, and you're going to be co. So if you guys would come forward, and I'm going to give them an opportunity to share a little bit about the vision that God put upon their heart to mobilize the church, carrying the message into church.
1: That's right, so it's not going to be
3: live music next Sunday. Next Sunday, we're going to eat. Next Sunday, we're going to eat. There'll be a little singing. Yeah, probably. More singing for us next Sunday, really right? You're the guy? A little acapella action I get croaky last night, but I can't sing. <laughs> it's horrible. It was horrible. So, um, let's do this. Uh... Now, so if you got minds starting us off and then work down the line just to share, share with the church a little bit about what has put upon your heart. To As uh, me and Elsie have been
0: praying and just listening to uh, a lot of uh, what we've been going through with Acts 2 and everything, uh, we've been uh, encouraged to um, step into the mobile church. And what we've been encouraged to go is into coffee houses. So right now it's just going to be me and Elsie there are others that we have been praying uh, with and through to see if they're gonna come along. But we're also asking uh, if there's anyone else who would like to partner with us to do this. Uh, just you know, contact us and we when we start. not this Sunday. We're gonna start the 11th. Yeah, the but we're excited to step into this and we don't know exactly what it's gonna look like. So it's, you know, we need to trust, we trust the Lord and,
4: thing so, uh, definitely uh, strong and caring the health system. Rebecca, how would you feel if we went to a coffee house and the house in Africa? Great. <laughs> 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 first have to establish the coffee house. in oh. <laughs> And good morning. I'm Mike. This is Heidi. We are Mike and Heidi. We moved to Middletown about seven years ago and we've been coming here about four years. Realize realized I've been here for four years because I haven't. Uh, my job has required me to work a lot of Sundays. And so a while back I was talking to God, and what can I do? And he's like, well, why don't you just do your own house church? Oh, okay. So <laughs> that's how that started for us in June. Um, and we actually started doing house churches back in. At this point, we'll meet Tuesday nights at 6. We'll share a meal. Uh, We'll fellowship. We'll worship. We'll pray.
1: to the home church, uh, and Ed Senior is going to be the leader of the home church, and I will get to uh, co host Pastor said that I would get to co host so sometime if uh, Ed Senior is not there, then uh, maybe we can help out in some kind of way. Um, I want to do this because Jesus went out to the tax collectors and, and with sinners, and he was even called a wine builder because of the people that he associated with. It. But the great commission is to go into all the world that preach the gospel to every, every person, every region. So um, I, I think uh, it's a, a considerate purpose.
0: So we're going to be going through uh, this paper in a second. Uh, But but I I did want to read through Acts 13, Um, just the first couple of verses. It says, now we were in the church. Uh, That's that Greek word, ecclesia, which I like better than the word church, because it means the called out ones. Uh, Sounds so much cooler. But church, you know, that's the word we know. It's a very familiar word. Uh, but it kind of describes what a church should be. It's a community of people that were called out by God. Kind of like Exodus. Um, so now they were in the church at Antioch. Prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Siren, Mamian, a lifelong friend of Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. I love reading random names. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me the Owls family, the Taylors, the Evans, and the Bichettes. That's That's, that's what he said. (laughs) 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 Uh, For the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Um, So this is what we're doing. We're, We're just listening to the call uh, and as you heard from each and every one of them, it's also an invitation to the church. Um, because as these people are called out, they're asking and inviting us to go with them. And so the door is always open. Um, and this isn't something that we're just gonna do right now and then never do it again. This is something we actually wanna do on a, on a fairly frequent basis as God raises up. So, so maybe God is stirring your heart, but he's saying, not now. Um, and that's fine, you know, and that's why we have home base. You know, so this is something that, that we're just trying to, just like how we did in Praises and Thanksgiving, make a space for the Holy Spirit to work. And so what we're doing right now is we're setting these people apart. And we're saying, God, we're, we're just going to make ourselves available for your Holy Spirit to do something. Amen? Amen? And this isn't a work that we're forcing by our hand. We're just asking God to show up and do his thing. And we will partner with the Holy Spirit. Do whatever
3: he has. So. so, for clarity, we're going to go through this reading here, which is kind of like um, an exchange of what we're committing ourselves to and committing one to, to one another. So, if you would, uh, there should be copies of this on every table, uh, and there are parts for each of us to share. That is halfway through we share communion together, and that's where there are a couple of readings for the whole church to read aloud together. Um, and so I'll read the first part there, and then when we have the incoming mobile church leaders, there's three short paragraphs there, so I do you to read the first paragraph. So the scripture, First Peter 2 and 9, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, it says, a holy nation in God's own. people that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. By this statement, we express our covenant with one another under the lordship of Jesus Christ. We acknowledge that we are a chosen people, not of our own will or that of any person, but chosen by God in Christ. And in the same way, we've not chosen one another, but God has chosen us and gathered us together to serve him as one people and one family. And in response to the covenant God has made with us through Jesus Christ, and to reflect that covenant in our relationships with each other, we joyfully and solemnly covenant together as believers in Jesus Christ and baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We acknowledge that the purpose of God for His people is carried out through His divine plan, the church, as reflected by local assemblies. Though living as foreigners in a land not our own, we are not people without citizenship. Rather, our citizenship is in another country, one whose monarch is Christ, the sovereign servant. We pledge our primary allegiance only to that king. We do not have a bill of rights that claims life for ourselves, but rather a calling to live as our king lived. Though he was God, he made himself nothing and became a slave. We forgive when we are sinned against and accept the pain it causes, knowing that we too are sinners. For as Christ has forgiven us, so we too must forgive those who trespass against us.
1: Our first thing is Christ's kingdom, and we seek to order our lives by his values and submit to his lordship. His kingdom is eternal and ever-expanding, making his church a living, moving expression.
4: us to love, love one, one another, we will Jesus do so, we'll learning from, from him and from one, one another the art of loving Where he calls us to servanthood, we will humbly offer ourselves to one, one another. Where, Where he urges us to become holy as he is holy, is we will abandon efforts effort of self-preservation and, and will receive, and thankfully, the correction of our sisters or brothers. With the partnership of the Holy
2: Spirit, we we will move to activate a mobile expression of this church, devoting ourselves to the word of God, to the fellowship of saints, and to the breaking of bread together in communion and prayer.
3: We acknowledge your divine invitation to activate a mobile expression of the church. We hereby
0: commit to partner with the Holy Spirit, watching over one another, and Christian love, providing guidance as needed, praying for each other and aid to one another in sickness and distress, to be slow to take offense, (coughs) and always ready to secure reconciliation without delay. We will, on the occasion where it's beneficial, correct, rebuke, and encourage one another with great patience. We are one body, born of one 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 spirit, spirit. our strength from one source. We partner with the Holy Spirit and one another for as long as God allows. We rejoice in our unity, the gift of our
3: Father, and we go forth together in God's service. We're going to take communion together, which is at everyone's table. Royal, we, to, and we are one people because of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice He made. And so we're going to take a minute to not just remember His broken body and shed blood, but accept it and take it in and proclaim His death and resurrection to the house. We thank you for your broken body and spilled blood on our behalf.
0: Corinthians chapter 10 verse 17. It says, Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of one bread. In verse 16, the one right before, as we prepare ourselves for the cup. It says the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? That word participation is poinonia. which is the same word. We see in Acts 2:42 as fellowship, and so we are fellowshipping, we are participating in the blood and in one body together. It's a whole symbolism of what we're trying to express, uh, wrapped up in those words. So the bread that we break is a not participation, point of view, in the body of Christ? So let us drink this blood. Is strength,
3: We'll read together in the whole church.
4: We accept this disciplines of
3: daily worship, share finances, common decision making, and mutual accountability according to the grace God gives us. Money.
4: Would like to come and lay hands. Feel free to come forward and lay hands. I've got my sister. Does your sister
0: have to use not my So guys, this morning we experienced laying on hands for those who are, are you know need prayer. but uh, and now we're doing the same for those who we are sending. So, so this is all ministry of the Holy Spirit while we're participating. Um, this is not our hands, but, but God through us. Amen? Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you and we come to you, Lord, and we just praise your holy name. Our Father, Lord, who art Lord, in, Lord, heaven. in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, God. our daily bread. We our trespasses as and we those who trespass against us. We so kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Father, we, we recite your prayer that you taught us to pray. And it is a kingdom prayer, it's one that we can look towards as to guidance, Father, as we are positioned into this world. Father, uh, we thank you for your spirit that has called us to live out the transformation that you are doing in our hearts, Father. Uh, we don't desire just to be internal Christians. We desire to be working out our salvation. We're working what you are doing inside outwards, Father. Being a light in our community, a light in our workplace, a light in our home. Ministering to the people that you have called us to minister to. And that starts in our immediate circle. And works its way out. And so we just thank you and we praise you for the call and commission that you placed on all of us, for you have called us to be a kingdom of priests, a royal kingdom. Priests, Lord, that use our freedom not for sin, but our freedom
4: to be bond servants
0: of God and to live the lives that you have called us to live by your grace. And so we say these things and we praise you and your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.